Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate covers fishing and outdoor-related activity from Knoxville, Tennessee to Abington, Virginia, all the way down to Columbia, South Carolina, and everything in between. They are a local magazine with national reach. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate is ready to take you on your adventure to the outdoors. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. It's time to plan your 2022 adventures. French Broad Adventures opens again on March 1st, so now is the time to plan out your trips. Maybe you want to buy a gift card as an amazing present this holiday season, or you want to book your own trips for 2022. Now is the time. Whitewater rafting, zip lining, canyoneering, climbing, and more await you with French Broad Adventures. Just 30 minutes from downtown Asheville. Visit FrenchBroadAdventures.com or click on the buy button on this ad to start planning your expedition or to purchase gift cards today. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate covers fishing and outdoor-related activity from Knoxville, Tennessee to Abington, Virginia, all the way down to Columbia, South Carolina, and everything in between. They are a local magazine with national reach. The Angler Magazine of the Great Smoky Mountains and the Upstate is ready to take you on your adventure to the outdoors. Welcome back for more of Matt and Michelle Outdoors. And you, know, you just keep on chewing on your candy over And there. I can't, no, because then you'll like take little snippets of it and then like replay it back. Should That's I, what oh, he I does. should have done that. Could have run the blooper reel. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to mark that for our <laughs> Christmas special. All right. Let's welcome another guest to the studio, Matthew Shirey. He is with Shira Forge. And uh, welcome to Matt and Michelle Outdoors. Thank you. Hi, Matthew. Hi. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. All right. Well, I always start off our first time guests with the same hardball questions, all right? And that is, uh, where are you from originally, and how would you get involved doing uh, what you do today? I grew up in western Pennsylvania. Um, I grew up in a little country town and spent a lot of time out in the woods, and um, I always liked sharp things and playing with fire, so getting into blacksmithing and making knives seemed like a natural progression for me. Um yeah, and, and not only that, um, it carries a pretty good cool factor. It yeah. does. Folks, today. It does. <laughs> I mean, my son, you know, yeah. Andrew and I will stop if we get on to the, the Forge show. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. they're like competing to make different blades and all that stuff. We'll stop. Oh, and and my I didn't know there actually, was a show. Well, Aaron, my oldest son, um, he actually had a mentor. Um, it was his martial arts teacher and outdoors mm-hmm. expedition guru mentor and everything but he also had a forge on his property Mm. and so they would go out there and everything so um i have to ask you this um how did you get into that line did you have it in your family or where were you first no um i started when i was in high school i got into living history stuff frontier period reenacting and um so that kind of opened the window to blacksmithing and uh when i was about 19 i took a weekend workshop at a local state park there were a couple guys offering this blacksmithing workshop and so i went and you know i think i made a fork and a bracelet through the weekend and that was kind of it i mean i was i was bit with the bug right there can i go back a second matthew Mm -hmm. uh frontier reenacting Mm -hmm. 
Would that be frontiering? It's <laughs> <laughs> not like, really a reenacting thing. If you're out in the like frontier, you're doing the you're Donner the Party up in the. Like, <laughs> I don't what? think that's what he's talking about. <laughs> or it's more like this is the show part, Matthew. Yeah, yeah sorry. Right. So wait, now tell me a little bit about that, and then we'll get back into the. the so smithing. that's another term for it would be experimental archaeology. So oh, it's taking the, the I like that one even better. All that Let's stuff. Just keep doubling down. <laughs> doubling down. <laughs> um, so it's taking the tools and clothes and stuff from, say, the late 18th century. Right. You know, Daniel Boone. Right. I was thinking Daniel Boone. I was going to yeah. say Daniel Boone for sure. Yeah. So so taking that kind of stuff and, you know, going out in the woods and, and trying to live for a few days with right. tools and clothes and stuff. So, yeah, that is so awesome. That and, is and awesome. So, um, is there a, is there an element? I mean, you know, and I've got to use the word because how often do I get a chance in my daily life? So being a Smitty, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I never get to say that. Uh, that's a word that's once in a year, um, you know, for me anyway. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to use it a few times today. Uh, but so when you go on, on the expedition kind of stuff, the experimental archaeology and everything, are you limiting yourself to the resources and the techniques then? So do you like craft on the fly while you're out there like you can can you not i'm sorry to jump on that but you can you not like you can't use your lighter you have to like make right. fire the the olden right way. you make a fire okay. with a flint and steel yeah and, you know the all the tools and equipment you have is what was available in that time period Ooh. And, um, you should go be on survivor yeah i i'm not saying i'm real you know proficient at all the survival skills I kind okay because you, like you were just upping your destination point on people's gps for the <laughs> the apocalypse right right yeah, yeah. never mind maynard. we're gonna find you if we yeah get to maynard we're gonna get to Matthew. i have a whole list of people to find if the apocalypse yeah, happens does. yeah yeah because i've got you know i can't i'm not really um i can't really take care of myself that way right so i just find the people in my life that you know have the cellar or like have the guns whatever we need yeah I hear that. now you understand our relationship a little yeah. better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i hear that from friends too. a lot like when the apocalypse happens Yes. Coming to your house. Yeah, it's a you know, thing. A lot of couples right. have the list. Yeah. Their list is apocalypse-friendly yeah. destinations. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a list of There's no Brad Pitt. There's no, he's not yeah. going to make it in the apocalypse. I've seen World War Z. There's right. no way that guy makes it. Right. You know. You got to you gotta uh, plan for the future, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. yeah very near future, possibly. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. But... No, but oh, meanwhile, okay, okay, go you know, ahead. But Sorry. I wanted to go further yes. on that and everything because yeah. there's a definite tie to the outdoors. You yes. know, those those skill sets and that experience sure. and everything. Is it something where just you and some friends or some people, colleagues in the industry get together? Or is this something where there's outreach to general public to have this experience? Um, you know, there's both. There's there's different events throughout the country that that you know people get together and and have these like 18th century trade fairs and stuff like that. Um, there's you know groups of guys will get together and go spend the weekend in the woods or whatever. Um, I really honestly haven't been in that world for a while because I've been you know too busy trying to make Building a living. That's just how you started. That. Uh, yeah, that's like what down got that me path. Into it. Yeah, right. Well, we like, like to get to the roots of it. Crafting your Before own. We harvest the, the the current fruit. We like to know the roots. Right? Yeah. Is that good? No. Yeah, that was good. No. Yeah, okay. That was kind of good. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. You had yeah. no idea what you were coming in for. Did you? <laughs> no idea. Nope. Well, um, so um, so you you've been exposed to this stuff, and you say somewhere along the line, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make a living at a craft that most people look at in history books. 
you yeah. know. So, I mean, entrepreneurship's a, a challenge enough as it is. Yeah. Um, wh- where was the uh, jump off point for you saying, I'm going to do this? Mm-hmm. I feel like after that first workshop, it was kind of like, this is what I want to do. Knew, huh? You know, I mean, I was in college. I was, I was studying anthropology. And, uh, you know, I like that stuff, too. But it was like just just the feeling of making something with my hands and messing with the fire and and taking this lump of steel and turning it into a functional item i was just hooked from the first moment you know just just being able to do that and i you know i can remember telling my dad listen i want to be a i want to be a blacksmith this is what i want to do and he said i don't just just stay in school (laughs) you're never going to make a living at that you know and uh it's definitely been a long hard road trying to make a living at it but you know it's there's nothing else i'd rather do with my day so yeah we get that i imagine that the path for um selling your work is the same you know i talk all the time with artists and it's really the art path it's Mm -hmm. really you know you're you're not so much trying to make a million that are going to go into the walmart right Right. there you're instead going um to uh uh, places where people can find you and where you can find people that would really care about the craftsmanship. Yeah, yeah. It. People aren't buying my stuff, you know, because it cuts it's cheap stuff. or, you know, yeah. they're, they're buying it because it's an heirloom quality piece and it's one of a kind. That's and, wonderful. Uh, you know, so it's When you use heirloom, I was just about to say, this is also a generational type thing. I mean, there are, there are certain pieces of things that our family homestead up in Maine where... I know my great-great-grandfather used it. Right. I mean, you know, especially out in the barn, some of the tools out there. I I grew up farming as a kid in the family uh, farm out behind the barn using some of the same tools Mm -hmm. that previous generations have been using. You know, as long as they're taken care of and in that main climate up there and the salt water and everything, the salt air and everything, you got to take good care of the stuff. But, um, you know, the heirloom aspect of it, you know, I, I would imagine that there's almost like a timelessness when you're working on stuff. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's that's kind of my goal is to make, you know, axes, knives, frying pans, whatever, that that if they're taken care of, they can be passed down for generations. You yeah. Know? And, they, and really, you know, if they're taken care of, they will last hundreds of years. And I if mean, not taken care of in 150 years, somebody's going to be going, oh, we've got something. Dig yeah, it up. Right, right. <laughs> be the, the rusty stub of a blade. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's imagine the story associated with this. There was an experimental archaeologist back in the 2000s. That- <laughs> well, I'm just thinking we we need frying pans in the apocalypse for sure it has weapons yeah. you've seen enough zombie movies <laughs> right yeah That's they're true. good you know headshot the double weapons. tap double definitely. clunk <laughs> definitely find you so um what is the what's the process you know because here on this show you know of course we're talking about the outdoors and and all these different things we want to point people to things but we also talk to people about the business side of things with outdoors and with you know traditional handcraft kind of things you know that that falls right in line with the philosophy of what we're looking at here, you know? Um, so what is like the, what's like the onboarding process for a customer for you? Mm-hmm. What is your storefront basically? Uh, most of my business is online at this point. Um, I do some craft fairs and stuff like that too. Um, and you know, I think most people that find me they're they're looking for, for quality knives and axes, to, to use in the outdoors, you yeah. know, for bushcrafting or whatever. And, um, so, so do they come to you with a custom order? Do you have things like already menus on the website um, that they can order? Mostly I have, out? you know, I have kind of my product line. Um, mm-hmm. 
and so they usually they pick something from that but i do occasionally get custom orders where somebody says i like that knife but i want you know a longer blade different handle material whatever and uh yeah you're not going to get that at walmart right so i you know (laughs) here's what china sent us this is what you get (laughs) do you ask people what they want their knives for um, like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you know, if Different I'm if I'm working out like, like is a custom a, order, a with rabbit somebody. or a bear type thing. Right. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, you know. Well, well, also, you know, depending on what you're going to be cutting and everything too, right. whether you need it for, well, you know, for bush struck, or if yeah. you need it, you know, for tarp, right. A kitchen I mean, knife is different than than yeah. a, a hunting knife or a, a knife you're going to carry in the woods. If you've got the right. saw blade on the back geometry. end of it, or you know. See, you were trying to be funny. I and was, but it's real. But I knew it was a real answers. It was a real question, though. I mean, I'm I'm thinking you were Daniel Boone-ish. You were suggesting like, scary backwoods knifers. Well, I yeah. get some of those once in a while too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they can't trace the skew. <laughs> right. If you're in the woods and you're alone, you're gonna want. Then you're something. happy. Yeah, that's what you're gonna say. You're happy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You are happy. I am happy when I'm in the woods <laughs> or on my Absolutely. canoe. Or yeah. yeah, I'm very happy. Um, you know, I want to go back to what I was talking about, you know, that timelessness that I kind of imagine with it. Um, anybody who listens to me for any amount of time or has been around me know that, you know, I wax the philosophical sometimes on things. But, you know, native cultures, indigenous cultures here in the United States or what are now the United States, they talk a lot about um, – places and the importance of them and the time is kind of irrelevant everything that has happened at that place before is happening now and everything that will happen is happening right you know and so that's why there's such important places and different crafts have places where that takes place and that's very important because it's not just about the production of that product or that good to help the tribe or whatever but it's also a connection to your ancestors and connecting you to your future generations so that mm-hmm. you keep that in mind it keeps you responsible for sustainability and you know and I, I won't go too deep down the rabbit hole but for me even before you coming in here today blacksmithing has always been kind of like one of you know the western crafts that came in that I think is true to that yeah you know um yeah I mean it's you know it's it's such an intrinsic part of the human story, yeah is this ability to manipulate iron and steel into tools i mean that was that was a total game changer for us when we developed that technology you know and uh I always think you know until i don't know a hundred years ago or so hundred and fifty years ago, every little village, every community of twenty people or more you heard that anvils ring in the background every day. Mm -hmm. There was a blacksmith working in every community. That was one of the first people that they brought into the community, you know. And when uh, they were at work, when that smoke was... Right, (laughs) right. And that, you know, I think that resonates with people. There's kind of that that memory of it in our DNA or something, you Mm -hmm. know, that, that it that's one reason people are so drawn to it when they see me working or whatever is it it resonates with us on a deeper level I think and you're right the sound signature too I mean people use it in commercials or mm-hmm. in movies it, it signifies yeah. strength and longevity and you know it makes grit. me think of Xena War- Warrior Princess because yeah. <laughs> there's always someone in you gotta go a little bit further with that one for me what? I missed it Xena Warrior Princess yeah. she was like back in the olden days but she was like a a superhero kind of warrior princess yeah wasn't she like and wonder woman 
Huh? Kind of like a medieval Wonder Woman. She, yeah, yeah. she was yeah. very, very close, very yeah. close, and she went around with her sidekick Gabrielle, but, and they just oh, but I they went from village to village, kicking butt. What? I had a crush on Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Oh, that was really? the blonde-haired one. Yeah. Yeah, I had she's a crush a, on her. Yeah, she she's all right. Zena was really like she was really the kick butt. Can I say butt? I said it. And, um, <laughs> you can say but. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always like a, a, a someone, you know, like uh, in the background Forging smithing. In the background. Yeah. 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 That's yeah every Western I've of. ever seen, there's always a blacksmith yes. in the background. Right. Usually they, they work on a piece and then quench it in water, which isn't what you do, but it makes for good drama. So yeah. well, do you... Uh, you know, do horses still have the the shoe? I don't do horseshoeing. Yeah, that's um, good. I don't like being near a horse's feet. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, that's probably a good good policy. You had a bad yeah. horse experience. I, my policy in life is not to get under a horse's foot. Yeah, yeah, right. Might yeah. get my face in there. Yeah, that's not good. That's not no. good. Um, so. Um, when you go to these trade shows and everything, this will be for the benefit of other people listening because one of the things we're finding already just in our first couple months, a lot of people that are in the outdoor industry are dialing on the show. And I think it's because we do have the conversations about the business side of things a little bit too so we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. When you're deciding what shows to go to and everything, is there a process you go on kind of like pre-qualifying where you might be able to tap good market? or I mean, how do you approach where you're going to go and get the word out? Uh, up until this point, it's been kind of a... Uh a trial and error process. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to travel too far at this point. So it's, you know, mostly in this general region, Asheville, Greenville, up in Highlands and Cashers, yeah. that kind of area down. Yeah, that's to how we are too. It's like and, uh, Southern Appalachians. Yeah. 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 I don't want to travel far at this yeah. point. Um, so <laughs> you I've can't been get there on the Blue Ridge Parkway, which doesn't exist. You know, yeah. the last couple of years I've, I've been in business full time for the last two and a half years. And so over the last two and a half years, I kind of pick some shows each year and try them out and you know I've, I've kind of weaned out the ones that aren't working for me at this point and and focusing on the ones that do and you know in the coming year i'm going to try some different shows see how it goes um, so uh, word for the outdoor enthusiasts out there what are some of the hot items that you have people utilizing and going after um, for the outdoor world camping hiking uh, my axes I, I do two models of belt knife um I'll, you know, aside from the custom orders, and uh, those are pretty popular. Uh, my my two smaller hatchets, I do, I do two smaller hatchets and a full sized axe, and uh, the two smaller hatchets are really popular with the the outdoor community and the bushcrafters and whatnot. That um, sounds what, cool. You say you want one? I want one. That mean you you'll like be breaking hatchet? camp. You'll what? Break, you'll break camp. I w- break camp. Yeah. You mean I'll chop a tree down so <laughs> we have some firewood. Is that not? Well, no? there's a lot of fallen wood that could be used, but oh, yeah. okay. But I could still use my hatchet to uh, break that firewood. It's just a down way to make sure you don't lose a cribbage. That's what it is. You'll be, I know. You'll be like, <laughs> you'll be like ringing that axe over inside. Shing, shing, yeah, yeah. Shing. I'll just use <laughs> it sharpening to sharpening stone. Yes. <laughs> just to threaten. Um, do you ever? Do you incorporate? Um, like if somebody says, well, I'd like to look at getting like a survival shovel, you know, kind of thing. Do you do you do things like that where it customized where it can have the multifunction stuff or you stay into single piece kind of? Yeah, I haven't uh, gotten into that yet. Um, I, I probably wouldn't get into that kind of thing. That's uh, like a whole different thing. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, certain things it's like, you know, I mean, I don't, nobody's going to pay $800 for something like that. And that's what I would have to charge yeah. to do a one-off high, you know, yeah. custom piece. Yeah. Like for that. like so, a five in one piece or something. Yeah. Like right. That. Yeah. Um, well, and that's, that's what I was trying to figure out too, is like, you know, for our listeners, you know, the sweet spot for them where a lot of them, cause you know, not only are you going to have the functionality and if you take good care of it, which I'm sure you, you let people know what they need to do to take care of it. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, in the circles that I've always been in, there's always, there's always the little bragging rights kind of hierarchy, mm-hmm. you know, and having a custom, a custom piece from a Smitty, that's two, um, <laughs> that's a pretty good bragging right. Sure. I mean, that's really like, you know, kind of twirl it around your finger a little bit. Yeah had this forged custom for me you yeah. know i mean that that's an element to at least sure. everybody cool. that i've ever been out with yeah you know and my friends I know it is no one i've ever known has done that pulled out a a smitty piece yeah that's what i mean i mean there's Gotta. like a cool factor and everything yeah. um what's the turnaround time do you keep some stuff in stock that's ready that people can order or is there a turnaround time uh, on orders i'm trying to build some inventory with with my production items um so that i can you know turn it around a lot quicker um orders are coming in fast enough that i'm having a hard time doing that yeah. but uh you know like a custom piece one off that's not part of my production line i, I would say eight to ten weeks yeah is my turn so time. if they're looking to get into a christmas order uh you better get year. it in quick do it yeah. now <laughs> yeah yeah like today <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go well what is the best way for people to get in touch with you and make contact uh my website is is my best route it's www.shiraforge.com all right so s-h-i-r-a forge.com yes sir all right and um i, I want to end out on a question you know going back full circle to the um the experimental archaeology you know uh-huh. the the uh, frontier reenactment the coolest yes. phrase of the day yeah, that those wins are really the, cool you win the <laughs> yeah. day for phrases you definitely win the oh, day on that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um what what do you take away from that when you when you get out and this is for the benefit of people you know there's a lot of folks that listen to this show that are house locked or maybe you know they have mobility um, challenges and everything. Don't look or, at me. You're looking at me. I was looking at the on air light. Yeah. Um, and, and, <laughs> you know, and if 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 maybe they haven't been outdoors in a while and they're thinking, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do and everything. What do you personally take away from that time you spend in the outdoors, out in nature, doing that stuff? Uh, for me, it's just solace. I mean, just getting a break from the modern world and the rush of it all and the, the stress and responsibility of it all just to simplify everything and get out there in the woods for a day or two and, you know, have my few tools that I need and the, the, the few things I need, you know, being able to simplify like that is really rejuvenating. There's really something about like being in the moment mm-hmm. when you're there. Mm-hmm. And um you can't like you know, you're not you're not planning or li- you know, listen, you're just where you need to be to be part of the nature. Right. It's beautiful. Right. I was uh we were moving a bunch of stuff around that I found I found an old nature log that I had that I would just write thoughts and and everything when I'm out and and sitting around and I had an entry in there that said um, funny that every hour that goes by in silence how much louder the forest is getting mm-hmm. you know and I was like oh I like that I wrote <laughs> that you know <laughs> but it's true because when you first get out there it's the quiet it's the yeah. calm it's the solace mm-hmm. but the longer you're out there the more you hear yeah, yeah. and it's like I didn't notice all of this when I first got out here and I think that's part of what you're talking about that's solace is 
slowing down and quieting down things enough where you realize all the other life around you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a beautiful thing. All right, give out the contact one more time. Uh, www.shiraforge.com. All right. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for yeah. being with Michelle and I. We really enjoyed Thanks the conversation. For today. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, yeah, if, if we happen to land at um, at the same expos or anything like that, I uh, would love to see you. I want to see all of your work. Absolutely. Yeah, would love that. That'd be great. All right. And uh, and that's going to wrap it up for our edition of Matt and Michelle Outdoors right. for the week. Happy Thanksgiving, fun. everybody. And um, we will see you on the other side. All right. Wilkesboro, North Carolina, located in the rolling foothills of northwest North Carolina, is a paradise for outdoor enthusiasts. More than 40 miles of intense mountain biking trails, serene river tubing, record fishing, thrilling disc golf, and epic hikes, all located within minutes of their historic and charming downtown district with monthly concerts, movies, and events. To learn more, visit explorewilkesboro.com. Sunrift Adventures and Historic Traveler's Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.